0: Nevada going for its 16th straight at home. Jazz Johnson off the handoff. Thurman shot big. Thurman hammers oh! it home! An exclamation point oh! for Nevada! Up five five! Thurman! Nice drive. Thurman up, up, and away. Flying. I'm Nevada basketball's Jordan Caroline, and you listen to Paxton.
1: What up, Wolfpack Nation? It is the host of Pack Center, Garrett, joined by my co-host, Austin. It was a very successful weekend for most Nevada sports. Uh, Nevada basketball did suffer a loss on Wednesday, uh, dropping them in the rankings from 6 to 12. Women's basketball uh, won both of their games, which is great to see. Softball. Won three out of four in uh, the Libby Matson Classic. And then uh, baseball continued to hot streak. It won four games uh, last week, dating back to the one on Tuesday, which we were in the middle of broadcasting. But looking at that loss for Nevada, they did lose to San Diego State 65-57. And that was just a poor offensive game for the Pack. Yeah. Uh, could not get the ball going. It, San Diego State just played really good defense.
0: Yeah, and it was, it was like they... They took a um, time warp back to the middle of the season, and our offense just could not click at all. Uh, Caleb Martin led the team with 20 points, but other than that, no no other uh, Wolfpack member got into double digits. It was It was a horrible offensive night. Our defense kept us into the game and actually made it to where we could have maybe pulled it out. Turnovers were high. Personal fouls were high. Yet it seemed like none of the calls were going our way. It was just a really, really poor night. It was a night that Nevada needs to put in the back of their head and move on because I think it was just a fluke. Uh, but they played horribly and seemed to bounce back.
1: Yeah, Nevada played really good defensively. Yeah. You lem- you limited their top player, Jalen McDaniels, to 10 points on 4 of 15 shooting. Yep. We talked about it last week for Nevada to have a successful game limiting Jalen McDaniels. Now they limited him, but uh, Devin Watson had 15. Uh, Helmsley had 15. So, in Nevada, Nevada only allowed 65 points, which is fairly good. And it's just the offense, Jordan Carolyn had an awful shooting night, 3 of 12, 0 for, f- 0 for 5 from deep. Caleb, 3 of 10 from uh, deep. Cody Martin, 1 of 7. J- Jazz Johnson, 1 of 5. The only real person to get really consistent three-point shooting was uh, Corey Henson, who shot 2 for 3, who had two really clutch threes that bounced in uh, in the first half.
0: Right, and our offense, our offense was incredibly, incredibly poor, um, especially from players that we usually don't see. Um, even though we had a better f- uh, free throw percentage than San Diego State, it was still twelve or twenty, not good at all for t- uh for a muscleman team. So, I think our defense really kept us into the game. We only lost by, uh, I think it was eight points. It wasn't horrible, not, yeah, but it would have been completely out of hand if our defense didn't keep us into this game.
1: And I think we've seen of late the how terrible Mountain West refs are. Yep. Now granted the foul differential was 0-20 as you mentioned, 21 uh, fouls to 21, but there were some a lot of missed calls. It seemed like the, and it seemed like the refs are letting them play. And if this is what's going to happen from now on, I don't hate it. I just let them play. You don't want you don't want the game to come down to a foul, but you can't call it technical on Jordan Caroline for uh, screaming after he has a big dunk. He does this every single game. You're going to call it technical on Jordan Caroline for yelling while a guy on San Diego State swims after he took a charge? Like, come on. If you're going to call one technical, call the other.
0: Right, and I think that's mostly around social media. There was a lot of buzz about the refs after the game, including including the game um, on Saturday too, which we'll talk about. But it was just, I think they more wanted consistency than anything. It was, if you're going to let them play, let them play. And there was some blatant fouls that were missed. The technical, I completely agree. He was not yelling at a ref. He was not yelling at a coach. He was not yelling at a player. He was yelling because he slam dunked the ball, and that's what Jordan Caroline does. He got pumped up. Yet, we got the technical call on us when there was a lot of stuff that San Diego State players were doing. And I, I get that it was uh, there might be some bias here because, you know, we are at University of Nevada, but it just seemed like the refs were incredibly inconsistent. I think the kind of narrative around social media and the buzz has been, like, let them play or don't let them play, but just be consistent and don't call it flop, flip-flop in mid-game.
1: Yeah, you're right. And one thing Nevada also didn't do very well was the rebounding battle. Uh, you They lost it. They, lost, uh, they were out-rebounded by nine. Especially seeing that San Diego State had twelve offensive rebounds. So you yeah, obviously would like to see Nevada do better on the boards. We that's something we've seen Nevada that's something that's been a strong suit for the pack. But I also think that Nevada now look, they got this loss out of their system. I think they're playing a more determined, uh, style of basketball and it's gonna I want it's gonna be a different type of environment when San Diego State comes uh to Reno for senior night. I think that's gonna be an electric, electric arena,
0: right? I mean, all the statistics are pointing to a Wolfpack win and a Wolfpack redemption. Musselman teams don't lose after losses or lose after losses, so that's good. I mean, we won on Saturday, but I'm sure that we'll be able to keep it going. And they like revenge. Every, you know, they lose to a team, they don't usually lose to them twice. They really like revenge, so I'm excited for the San Diego State game to uh, round up the season. But on your point about rebounding, I I completely agree. They doubled our offensive rebounds. They almost doubled our second-chance points. That was the main difference is if we we locked down on the glass, even with this horrible, horrible offensive night, we might squeak out a win, which is incredible in my eyes, but it just really shows that there are more than just one kind of facet of the game that Nevada kind of needs to work on before March.
1: And you're not going to see a lot of games for Jordan Caroline as eight points. And besides the eight points, he had a – Good statistic game. Eight points, six boards, six assists, uh, stealing a block. He did foul out, right? But I do think that you're you're not going to see a night where Jordan Kentline shoots three of twelve. You're not going to see a night where Cody Martin puts up five points uh, on one of seven shooting. You're not going to see a night where TreShaun Thurman, Thurman goes over. So I do think that outside of Caleb and outside of Caleb, the scoring will pick up. Uh, Jazz Johnson, we know we know what type of shooter he is. We know he can give you uh, ten, fifteen points any night. He just had a had an off night. Two of seven, one for five from deep. Uh, but and I just think the offense for the entire game just had an off night.
0: Right. And I, I I agree. It was an off night for the offense. Um, defensively, we played well. I think there was a lot of energy when we would build up momentum. There was one or two fouls that would just kind of break that momentum. It was all of our. I think I believe it was all of offense that was just couldn't perform they were definitely off, but looking into the tournament, it's, we can't really afford to have an off night. As, as, you know, things start getting down to clutch, clutch time and clutch moments, it's, we can't really afford to have an off night on offense, so, especially when the Mountain West Conference comes, and then, obviously, uh, March Madness, so we need to, we need to tighten things up, and if, kind of find out, you know, if stuff isn't working, what can we turn to, to improve our offense?
1: Yeah, you're right, you're, you look at the you look at last year's game with Loyal Chicago. We had one off half. Yep. We played so bad in that second half. And it's what kept Nevada from going to the Sweet 16. It, and so Nevada Nevada realizes that they now have to play a full 40 minutes. We've seen we've seen them kind of struggle. They've only put up 21 points which the, the announcers alluded to that being the lowest ever or lowest in a Nevada half which is wrong because Nevada put up 20 against Air Force. So uh, I would pr- appreciate the announcers uh, fact-checking themselves. But Nevada, you're not going to see a half where Nevada – you're going to s- barely see a half where Nevada puts up 21 points and a half.
0: Right. I agree. And we often talk about that Air Force half as kind of being the turning point of this team. The games before that were incredibly sloppy on the offensive end. And then we see that half where it was 20 points and everyone was kind of like – you know, what is actually happening to this team, and then they exploded in the second half and went on a crazy uh, winning streak. So I, I, I think it was kind of like that kind of game where it was like our offense couldn't click, but they just didn't come out of that second half hot like they did against Air Force. But they did turn around and um, played a really good game on Saturday.
1: Yeah, speaking of Saturday, Nevada did return home. Uh, quick two-game road trip. Uh, they came back, beat Fresno State 74-68. This game was close. So they went down to the wire. Yeah. Uh Honestly, it was a really good game. Trayshawn Thurman had a really big game off the bench recording his second double-double. Uh, and he shot the ball effective. Four or five from the field, six or seven from uh, the free throw line. At uh, 14 points, 10 boards, four assists. Uh, listen to what Coach Muss had to say on the, on the importance of Trayshawn Thurman.
0: But, I, you know, the, the, I just talked to the team about, you know, Thurman. We've lost two games now uh, this year. In both games, I pulled Thurman out of the starting lineup. Um, and he's responded, you know, and, and, and I did not walk into the building thinking that I was going to play Trey uh, 34 minutes tonight and that he was going to get a double-double and lead us in assists, lead us in rebounds, um, and be the third leading scorer. So I, th- I thought he was phenomenal. I thought his shot selection was great. He did a great job uh, drawing free throws attempted, as did Caleb, and um, I thought we were really aggressive going to the rim.
1: Looking at Sean's game, you look at the starters, the offense return, back to its so, Caleb had 24 on somewhat decent shooting. He got 11 free throws. Uh, made four, he went to the line 14 times, made 11. 5 of 13 is not bad. Jordan Caroline, uh, 17 points, but not the most consistent. 5 of 11, 3 of 9. Now, Jordan Caroline's really been struggling since the Colorado State game. We mentioned is he went 6 of 8 in that game, 6 of 6 in that first half. But since that first half of... The Colorado State game. Jordan Caroline is 4 of 23 from deep. So you'd like to see him get better shots. You'd like to see him not necessarily rely on the three-point shooting because the three-point shooting, for the most part, has been there for Jordan Caroline all year. You'd like to see him get into the paint, get those paint touches. But I don't know why Jordan Caroline's like relying on the three. We saw him in the Fresno game and the San Diego State just airball a couple threes. They weren't the best of the looks. I don't know why he takes them.
0: Uh, I agree. I think Jordan Caroline is most effective down low. He's most effective driving to the lane, and getting fouled, and converting the and one. It seems like lately within the uh, past couple games, he's handling the ball from the uh, half court and then pulling up from three, kind of forcing it and not really running um, a full offense. We could see that in uh, his stats against Fresno State, you know, three of nine from three. It seemed like a lot of those threes were just kind of forced and, you know, kind of not even in, not with good looks, just kind of handling the ball from half court, taking a three. It's not a good sign when you're shooting more than Caleb Martin, who we all know can shoot a lot of threes. But overall, I mean, we played we played really well, and I think it showed our heart and grit down to the last... Um, last couple possessions that game came down to the last couple possessions you know Treshawn Thurman put the game away with that mm-hmm. amazing dunk it was interesting though to point out that Jazz was in the starting lineup for this game and we had Treshawn Thurman coming off as kind of like that six-man role which I personally liked because I think he did really really well I mean recording a second double-double in three games he did incredibly well I wonder if that's something we're going to be seeing in the future
1: well when must. When we lost to New Mexico, Must made a change. Trayshawn Thurman was uh, the guy to come out, and instead they put in Corey Henson instead of Jazz Johnson. Corey Henson started for like three or four game, or He started for a good amount of games and then got sick, which then put Trayshawn back in the lineup. I kind of would expect um, Jazz to start uh, against UNLV, get get more shooting. Must also talks about how uh, – Fresno State runs more of a guard guard look, as we saw with uh, uh, Taylor, who absolutely Deshawn Taylor absolutely killed us, and he was one of those quicker guards uh, who, and I think that's some guy that you kind of need you kind of need someone smaller on the court rather than Trayshawn. and that's what we eventually saw Nevada go to a lot of smaller looks. You saw J- Jazz played all forty minutes, which was I think a little bit shocking to see because it kind of didn't feel like that.
0: Right, and I don't think he's played a full forty minutes before this season. This was this was a good game for him, and it, you're you're completely right. It didn't seem like he was playing the entire game, but when it when he when he needed to, he showed up. I mean, he had three three threes, three for six from the field. Incredible game, and I like would like to point out with Deshaun Taylor, he he went off this game, and which is something that's kind of rare against Nevada I would say because we are usually pretty good at shutting down their one guy and Deshaun Taylor is definitely their guy he did have five turnovers which was pretty interesting to see but I mean eight assists 30 points he had a great game and really I mean that he was the only reason that they were in this game to be completely honest
1: and although we talked about Braxton Huggins he had five fouls so he, he fouled out only scoring nine points so Musk talked about this uh in the post game he was like Uh, Because Huggins only played 18 minutes, scored nine points, that allowed for Deshaun Taylor to get more looks. Now, normally he doesn't get this many looks. He doesn't get 19 shots a game. But he does, it's more normally uh, split between uh, Huggins and Taylor. And so without without Huggins being there, Taylor had to step up. Uh, Nevada did not, not a very good job stopping Nate Grimes. He had 16 points, 11 boards. Uh, Four of them on the offensive rebound, on the offensive glass. So Nevada allowed 11 offensive rebounds in this game. So something not great. Although Nevada did, they tied the rebounding battle. But I do think that's that's a cause for concern. They turned the ball over 14 times. Jordan Caroline had five turnovers. Some of them were really bad. Uh, But overall, I do think there are some aspects to for Nevada to, to worry about. I do think it's going to be interesting to see with the remaining schedule what, how the refs are and what it's like for practice, seeing how hard, how hard Nevada goes because you only got four more games and then the Mountain West Tournament. So a maximum of seven regular season games left. Uh, listen to what Treshawn Thurman had to say about the refs during the Fresno State game. And possibly moving forward.
0: Uh, it was definitely a crazy game. Um, I think the one of the I think we got in the bonus with like 14 minutes left in the second half or something like that, which is like crazy. So guys are fighting, guys are pushing, guys are clawing, guys want to you know that team wanted to win. Those guys are killers. Taylor's a killer. Huggins is a killer. Grimes is he's a football player. Like these guys are they're, they're, they're tough. So like uh, and um, yeah, it was definitely a tough game. And uh, the, the refs is I think they kind of let us play and they kind of. I can't. I mean, the refs did a pretty good job. I thought so. It was just tough, I and mean, we got to play. We got to be ready to be in env- environments like that because you never know when you're not going to get calls, and uh, it could be in the biggest game of your life when you are not get calls. You can't. What are you going to do? You got to play through it.
1: But over, but overall, I do think I do think that this physical style play will will continue uh, up until the West tournament, and then maybe it eases off. I don't know.
0: Right, and that you know the style of. Of basketball that we've been playing um kind of fits to that physicality we are a pretty physical team we play with a lot of energy uh, like we said before I think it was just the inconsistent calls were incredibly frustrating not only against San Diego State but against Fresno at home too we heard many times the crowd re- extremely loud because these calls were just horrific Turnovers is a big thing that I wanted to touch on because not only did they turn the ball over 14 times against um, Fresno State, they turned the ball over. They turned the ball 14 times against San Diego State as well. So turnovers is going to be kind of something to look at because this isn't this is a team that doesn't turn o- turn the ball over much. So if this is continuing to go up, that would be something interesting to watch, especially as we play, you know, our last couple games.
1: Yeah, looking ahead, Nevada has two crucial games this week. The first one being rivalry week, uh, rivalry game against uh, Southern Nevada. This game is also special because it's a stripe out game. Uh, striped, so each section has blue or white. I think right. it's really cool. If you check on mm-hmm. Twitter on Monday, they put up they put up the shirts already. So it's great to see this will be, this episode will be airing the day of the game Wednesday. And then it's also Nick Fazekas, uh, Jersey Retirement 22 is going in the rafters forever. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about Nick Fazekas. Nick Fazekas has done something that is really impressive. He won Mountain West or WAC Player of the Year three years in a row. Which is incredible because you really don't see a lot of, It's just incredible to see him win three in a row, keep it up year in and year out. He uh, was, in 2006-2007 season, he was also a second-team All-American. Great to see. And in that same year, he was also a Wooden Award finalist. He's, uh, I believe he has the most points in Nevada history. I think he has the most rebounds in Nevada history. So I think it's just great to see, and it's about time his number gets in the Raptors.
0: Right, I was just about to say that. It's about time. Uh Nevada's really hesitant to retire numbers and I think there could be no, you know, more deserving than Nick Fazekas. He was absolutely a tear here. Led him to sweet sixteen, you know, number one on the scoring list. Three three straight whack player of the year is truly, truly incredible. I mean, you're the best in that uh conference three straight years, so you know, It's about time, and I'm glad that we're going to be able to see, you know, his number in the rafter forever. Um, I'm glad that Jazz is going to be able to wear his number that he wants to wear for, you know, the remainder while he's here, and then, you know, it's done after that. So I think it's a great, great thing, and I'm excited for Wednesday because, you know, what better to do it on than uh, Nevada Southern, you know, to get that uh, whooping on on Wednesday.
1: Yeah, you're right. Um, If you missed it, Chris Murray had a great story on uh, the fact that Jazz Johnson gets to keep his number uh, I believe he reached out to the family. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure, but it's great to see that on one of the biggest home games uh, left. Fazekas gets his jersey retirement. Right. It's rivalry week. Uh, but looking ahead at this game, Nevada did beat Nevada Southern pretty heft pretty big in the last one when they traveled to Vegas. They did win eighty-seven uh, to seventy. So it was great to see in that game. Uh, Nevada's offense was really. Stellar, you, uh, Cody, Mar- uh, Kayla Martin dropped twenty six, pretty good. Jordan Caroline had a double double. I think for the uh, what you got to do is start stop Chris Clyburn. He in their last matchup, he put up twenty three against the Pack. He's averaging thir- uh thirteen points and five is five boards a game. He, and I think he's the he's a senior. He's looking to get a possible revenge against uh against the pack for going down to Vegas but I do think Nevada is focused they're determined they know what they're they're ready they got this is their second to last home game uh and I feel I feel like the players are going to come out ready come out on fire
0: oh yeah I I agree this is any you play UNLV is the players are ready there's no if ands buts about it the crowd is ready the school's ready the players are ready and this is a UNLV team who's won uh 3 of the last 4. So it's not they're not playing incredibly bad right now. I think it'll be a good game, but I think both the fans, the players, the whole team, they uh they need a uh blowout here against uh UNLV. Yeah, you're
1: right. This is something we we need to see. I think Nevada's going to have a very tough practice. The players know what they, yeah. uh, what uh what's on the line. They did come to Reno last year and win. So that's not great. But this is a UNLV team that only ad- averages 74 points a game. They allow 72. So it's not great. They're a good rebounding team on the year. So Nevada's going to have to sh- uh, it's going to be a fight for the rebounding battle. But I do expect uh Nevada to get to get a big win um solidify their solidify their place in the rivalry.
0: Right. Yeah, I agree. This is UNLV. We've definitely seen a lot better teams than the ones we've been kind of seeing in you know the recent years, um, not to say that they're completely horrible. They're not in the you know they're not bottom of the Mountain West right now, but they are they are struggling. So I think it's it's important to you know Nevada can't take this game lightly. And if you know God forbid a slip up, this will be huge. So Nevada needs to take care of business, and they need to know that you know this this will be a this will be a team that's not going to back down. This is a rivalry game that both teams really want it incredibly bad. So our offense has to come out firing. And we can't have a we can't have a weak night like we had against San Diego State because, you know, anything can happen.
1: Yeah, this is, this is a team that can't afford to slip up because right. Utah State is a half a game back. Uh, they're they're the same amount of wins, just one more loss, and we've faced we've played them on Saturday. Yeah. Um, but look, this UNLV game, expect fireworks from the the uh, marketing team. Yep. Um. I will. I, I don't think. I don't think anything will top when uh, what was it Michael Buffer was here introducing yeah. the starting lineups. That was great, but I do expect uh, it to be a very cool venue. Um, Eleven thousand plus people. The stripe shirt, the stripe sections will be amazing. Uh, but yeah, expect a great game. Uh, Caleb, I was I expect probably a big game from Caleb. Caleb has yet to play in this rivalry at home. He missed last year's game with a foot injury, and then has only played down in Vegas, uh, whether it's the Mountain West tournament or at Vegas. But looking ahead at Nevada's second game of the weekend, they face the second place Utah State. They, and the Aggies are having a very good year. This is a uh, this is a team that not expected to do be well, but Sam Merrill is leading this team. He's averaging 20.2 points per game. Uh, he's shooting the ball efficiently, 46% from the field, 90% from the free throw line. This is a team that can score. They've also they've won four out of their last five, winning four in a row, uh, beating Wyoming, Air Force, New Mexico, and then a key win at Boise Yeah, at Boise in overtime. So expect a very good game. Utah State has announced that this game is sold out. So this is probably the Mountain West gonna be the Mountain West game of the year, uh, from a standpoint. Nevada's ranked in the top twenty-five will get a spot in the We'll get a spot in the NCAA tournament. Utah State's fighting for that spot, currently listed as a first four in, or a last four in, so they play that play-in game. So uh, both teams have a lot to prove. Nevada can't afford to slip up because Nevada wants to win the Mountain West regular season title for a third year in a row. That's part of their goal. They're 3-3-3. Mountain West regular season title, uh, Mountain West tournament title, and then third round round of the tournament, third weekend.
0: Yeah, this is a huge game uh, coming up on Saturday. Utah State's been really good as of late and this is a team that's on a different on a different mission than previous years. They beat Boise uh, which was a clutch overtime mm-hmm. win. and like you said they're you know they're half a game back behind us. We can't have a slip up because you know they're easily they're right behind us on our heels. So this game on Saturday, like you said, is probably the Mountain West game of the year. everything rides on this game, I'd argue it, it's a huge game. And I, I think we're going to get the W, but it, it will be—it's not going to be an easy game by any means. I think it's going to be a tough road. It's going to be an uphill battle, but I think we're going to get the W.
1: And if Nevada does go to uh, Logan and get the win, this will be their one of their few uh, quad one wins. This is, a, this is a key win for the pack. They this this is a as we mentioned, Utah State team that's really good. But I do think Nevada needs to limit the turnovers, uh, especially if it's this physical style of play. Limit Sam Merrill. Uh, hope he has a, an off night. But I I agree with you. I think the Wolfpack win. They show their dominance in the Mountain West. And I believe if I don't know, I don't know when the soonest they can clinch is. Uh, they got as we mentioned, they they, they have got four more, four more. Two we go home, road, road, uh, home. So maybe they clinch it after Utah State right. is, if they win the next two. Yeah, uh, because if they win the next two, they'll be. They'll be fourteen and two on the uh, on the year with the two games over Utah State, right. while Utah State has three more games left. So
0: and a San Diego State and, game.
1: Yeah, they have two really tough games. Yeah. Uh, San Diego State, uh, Nevada. Right. So I think Nevada probably the best chance to clinch is if they win at Utah State. I don't think they clinch at home. Uh, mm-hmm. It would not be like a couple years ago when Nevada clinched of Colorado State final game, but. It would be great to see. Uh, looking ahead, March is this week. Uh, this weekend, looking at bracketology, ESPN uh, came out on over the weekend. They have Nevada listed as a five seed, playing in San Jose versus the winner of Alabama and Minnesota. CBS, which came out on Monday, has Nevada as a five seed, playing in Hartford uh, where they take on Belmont. Now I don't. What I don't like about CBS is is they have Nevada listed below Kansas and Kansas got their doors blown off on this is a team that started off number 1 overall uh and they just haven't looked good
0: right and i agree this is we're behind Kansas we're behind Florida State we're behind we're behind Purdue arguably that that loss because of the loss you know is putting us back in the bracketology but i i still think we're better than a lot of these teams on here even with the two losses due to the you know the strength of our schedule, it's incredibly hard to make that argument, but just non-bias, of course, just by um, eye test, I think we're better than a lot of these teams that are ranked above us. so it's incredibly interesting to see. And with the CBS bracket, I don't understand why we're not in San Jose um, because that would be, be
1: because it's the top four seeds that get the uh, ultimate choice of of location and Nevada being a five seed not necessarily but i do i do think the the that the committee could re, i, I want to say reward nevada but place nevada in a region where i don't know uh where where nevada gets to san jose because there's not a lot of top 5 seed west coast teams
0: right i and we would all love for obviously the pack to rather be playing in san jose than hartford but um yeah this is i think if they went out and they win the Mount West Conference Championship. They went out completely. I think this is a four to third seed team. Ho- hopefully, the committee uh, yeah. gives us a little leeway on that. And you know, four third seed team playing in San Jose—that's a that's a great matchup for uh, Pac fans that want to see them play in March.
1: Yeah, looking at CBS, there the teams that are listed in San Jose are Florida State, Iowa, Florida State, Iowa, and then it's Wisconsin and Kansas State. None of those teams maybe with the exception of uh with the exception of Wisconsin have, we'll have fans that travel as right. well as the pack fans do so i do think that nevada will realize or the committee will realize nevada should be should be in san jose uh hopefully hopefully nevada gets to that four seed will get their uh, improvement especially with that utah state win uh, especially especially if they win out and win the tournament yep. um it could be great, especially if, and especially if they see Utah State in the tournament again, uh, that could be a quad one neutral site win. So uh, hopefully, the everything lines up for the pack. But we still got I think four weeks of basketball left, including the tournament.
0: Right, and I think the good news for the pack is that we have opportunities to still show ourselves. We have that Utah State game, we have the Mountain West conference championship we have we have these things that can still show people we deserve to be that three seed we deserve to be that four seed kind of kind of team uh I just don't I just think that you know playing in San Jose would be the ultimate the ultimate uh perfect dream for uh, wolfpack fans and uh, looking at the matchups I think we could have the ability to go deep into march
1: yeah but with that being said uh we're gonna take a quick break and then jump into some women's basketball talk We are back from break. Thank you guys for listening to us on whatever platform it may be, whether it's iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, or Wolfpack Radio. We appreciate all the support. Uh, But jumping into women's basketball, they had a very successful week, probably their most successful week of the year. They won both their games this week, Uh, one big win over Fresno State, the other one with a win over San Diego State. San Diego State, yeah, they're ahead of them now. Um, But Fresno State was definitely – uh, up towards the top of the Mountain West mm-hmm. uh first game they beat uh San Diego State 74 to 69 and then against Fresno State they uh they won 57 41 41 points is 30 points below uh, Fresno State's season average uh so it's great to see uh that the Wolfpack got two wins their record is now 10 and 15 on the year the 6 and 8 in conference uh two game winning streak sits, puts them in seventh place in the Mountain West so it's great to see that the Wolfpack uh, had a very successful week.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree, you know, jumping San Diego State in the in the standings and then, you know, winning two out of two event, you know, looking ahead to maybe get that win on Wednesday against Nevada Southern. They played extremely well. Extremely really really good defense as well. Um we talked about that a little bit already, but you know, they holding, you know, holding Fresno State to uh Forty one points is incredible. They played their hearts out. And I think, you know, just looking ahead real quick, I think they can they can um, you know, jump Utah State and with that win over UNLV, hopefully, you know, make things interesting there as well. So Nevada's I think is on the rise and maybe can win or maybe can end up, you know, the end of the season being towards the top of the mountain west standings.
1: Yeah, this was a game it was close. Uh Nevada had a big uh, speaking of the San Diego State game, this was a game in Nevada it was close uh in towards the end of the game uh definitely come back from uh the the aztecs but nevada didn't 74 69 uh good win for the defense good win as we mentioned on the defensive end uh holding san diego state to 28 percent from the three-point line uh very good uh jade redmond contributed with 21 21 clutch points uh yep. nine of ten from the free throw line uh five boards four assists uh three steals great game Briggs recorded a double double 10 and 10 um, but overall Nevada despite the win Nevada didn't shoot that well from three they shot two of ten uh, not great they shot 40 percent from the field but it's still good to see Nevada get the win they did it they turned the ball over 11 times which is four less than the Aztecs which which is good
0: yeah I think they played a really good game they had obviously points of improvement but no matter what happened in that game they got it done they won the game they um, Jade Redmond, as we pointed out, had a great game. Uh, That game, along with the Fresno State game, earned her Mountain West Player of the Week, which was um, a great, great compliment to how she's been playing. So I think this is the team that's on their up, on the up and up. And as we all know in basketball, once you hit that conference tournament time, man, if you're playing your best basketball, anything can happen. You see what happened last year where, you know, they made it incredibly deep in to the final, and you know they're they're playing the conference championship. So, this is a team that you know playing your best basketball going into into the conference championship is or conference tournament is definitely a good good sign for them.
1: You're right, Nevada. Uh, this was a clutch win, Nevada. As we mentioned, Nevada is coming off uh, they lost a couple before this. Uh, they lost they lost two in a row to New Mexico and Wyoming. So it was good to see that Nevada did win the play play for K Pink game uh so it's great to see um that and then in the second game of the week uh you uh you uh Fresno State they got the 57 41 uh they held uh Fresno State their highest uh scoring quarter they scored 14 points in the first and third quarter Fresno State scored a combined 15 points great job for the pack and during that t- during that stretch of the first and third quarter Nevada put up uh 42 points so you you outscored them forty two to fifteen. Right. So great to see the pack uh, get a big win. Jade Redmond seventeen points. Uh, she would eventually win uh, Mountain West Player of the Week. So great yeah. to see good scoring outbreak twenty one and seventeen. She recorded five boards, um, two assists, and a steal. Shot the ball seven eleven from the field. Uh, pretty good. Um, Toray Briggs had eight eight points, eleven boards. Uh, nice to see. Amani uh, Lacey had. Seven boards in 15 minutes, also a, a great sight to see. But Nevada Nevada's a team, from what we've seen, doesn't shoot the ball well efficiently. Uh, 43% from the field, 27% from the uh, three, and 33% from the free throw line.
0: Right. That's Our offense is definitely the point of improvement for this team. If they can continue to play defense like this, it almost i wouldn't want to say it doesn't matter but i mean when you play defense like this it's incredibly it's incredibly impressive i mean the entire game held fresno state to 26% from the field goal uh from field goal and then they held them from to 9.5% from three point line they went fresno state went 2 for 21 of the from the uh, the entire game so this is a defensive performance that is i mean truly remarkable honestly this is something that we haven't seen before and fresno state they're fourth right now in the Mountain West. This is a good basketball team that they they dominated and um, really made a statement.
1: Yeah, you're right. This is um, this could be a uh, turning point for the season. Uh, Nevada has two clutch wins, uh, two two important games coming up. Uh, as Wednesday, they travel down to Vegas to face uh, UNLV. They did beat UNLV in their last matchup. Uh, they won seventy to sixty-two. Uh, this is a UNLV team that's down from the previous year, but in that game against the Rebels, uh, Jade Redmond had 20 points. Uh, Kamari King had 13. Uh, Tere Briggs almost had a double-double at 9 and 10. So, and this is, this is a team that we've seen them. We can beat them. We beat them last year in the tournament. I expect I expect nothing less for the pack to go down to Vegas and get the win.
0: Oh, I agree. I completely agree. This is... Like we keep saying, this is the rivalry is something different here, and you, our basketball teams, both men and women, they want to kill Nevada Southern. They want to um, blow them out, and this was a game. You know, last time they played them, UNLV had one person getting double digits, and she scored ten points. So really, this is like I said, this defense—if they can show up again, they're gonna be they're gonna be hard to beat. But against Utah State and against UNLV, these. Two, these are two teams that are directly right above Nevada in the Mountain West standings. So with these two wins, you know, you're talking about jumping Utah State and then jumping UNLV as well to go fifth in the conference in standings. That would be truly, truly incredible. I think they can do it. Um, the hard, I think the harder game will be that Utah State game just because, you know, you're coming off of that UNLV game might be a little bit of a lull. But I think, you know, with two wins, this is this is a team that's definitely turning around and playing their best basketball going into the Mountain West Tournament.
1: Yeah, this is a... a you mentioned the, U, you mentioned the U, uh, Utah State game. This is a team, Nevada, went to Logan and lost by three in double overtime in that game against uh, Utah State. Tere Briggs recorded a double-double but also recording a season-high 30 points. Uh, but other than that, you only had... Uh, two other people scoring double figures. Uh, Jade Redmond put up 11, and uh, Essence Booker put up 11. So you'd like to see the scoring uh, get better, but for the uh, but for the game, Nevada Nevada shot 80% from the free throw line, which is much better than 33%. I agree. The last time, but Nevada this is a team that doesn't shoot the ball really well from three. They shot four of 20 uh, against Utah State. You're gonna have to do. While well, Utah State had multiple twenty-point scores, so I think, right. although this might be a, it probably won't be a thriller like what happened when the last time they played, double overtime game, three-point loss. I do think Nevada could ride momentum, ride a three-game winning streak, and come in and beat the Aggies.
0: I I agree because the last time they played the Aggies, the biggest difference was. How they were able to score? They almost score. They were almost at fifty percent um, from the field the entire game, which that I mean that's pretty impressive to go almost half of your shots making it. Um, so it's definitely you know we needed to step it up on the defensive end, and you know what exactly have we been talking about the entire show? They are stepping it up on defense. They are locking it down. So if they play defense like they can and like we we've been seeing the past couple games, I think that this is a Utah State team that they can beat due to how people have been playing lately trey uh tre big uh, Briggs Jade Redmond they've been playing really really well as of late so if the defense continues to play the way they've been playing this is a Utah state team that we can definitely beat
1: you're right and this is a this is a, you need those two players to step up big right. they're your two best players yeah but I do think um we could see a turnaround for the season for for the Wolfpack uh women's basketball team.
0: Yeah, I agree. They're. I think this is a turnaround, and like we've been saying, they're playing their best basketball now, and this is the perfect time to start clicking on all cylinders. So I'm excited to see how they end the season, and, you know, be careful because this is a Nevada uh, women's team that likes to make runs in March.
1: You're right, and um, we wish them the best of luck this week. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and then jump into some baseball softball um, winning. Audio Jungle. We are back from break. Uh, This is the final segment of this week's show. And uh, Nevada baseball is rolling Uh, six and one. On the year, winners of four uh, four in a row. They're 4-0 oh away, uh, so it's great to see. Last time we were on the air, we were in the middle of recording during the UC Davis game, and that, boy, that game came down to the wire. Nevada managed to score two in the ninth. Uh, a Tyler Bassetti double uh, and then a Dylan Shrum single to give Nevada uh, – Dylan Shrum single gave Nevada the lead. So it was definitely a close nail-biter. But it was great to see them go to Davis, get that one game win, uh, in front of 125 people.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is a baseball game uh, or a baseball team that you know. Can we say ranked this this team? This team's playing on a different level, man. Um, six and one in the year. They they the only losses to Utah, who is. is said, a,
1: and we mentioned we mentioned the Utah game. They had right. one bad inning. Right,
0: and and that's the thing is like. And they left like what, like twelve people on base. You know, yeah. this is a team that was is one bad loss. I mean, it was we should have won. That's what I'm saying is, they they almost are seven and zero, and this team looks like it's continuing to roll. Um, you know the the pitching has been outstanding. Our bats are coming alive. If I could find one critique, and that's just me nitpicking, would be um, we kind of continue to leave people on the base bases a little bit. Um, so if we can just you know get those ribbies up just a uh, just a tad i mean this team is looking like there's not many weak spots in this uh entire roster
1: no you're right uh joshua zomor is killing it weston Haddon's killing it yep. um uh the designated killed foster's killing it yep. jaybird Jalen mclaughlin uh but looking at the pitching staff for this game bradley uh bonifant came in came at uh almost two innings of clutch relief uh got the win came in right after uh right after UC Davis scored a run in the 8th pitched uh one and 2 thirds inning got the do- got the job done and it's good to see that the Wolfpack got a win moving on to this weekend they had a three game set with Long Beach State uh a team that we mentioned was ofer uh, had yep. no wins still uh, still has still, <laughs> still has no wins uh Ryan Anderson stole the show uh yep. in Friday's matchup he pitched 7 innings zero hits Four, 11 strikeouts and 4 walks. Incredible. Incredible. He was named Mountain West Pitcher of the Week, yep. uh deservingly so. This was the uh Nevada has not recorded a no-hitter in program history and we were close. So, but it was good to see uh we got the one nothing win and it was uh on a Marco Valenzuela single. So, we won the pitching battle, which was great.
0: Right. And, that, and you know what? If you know, there's any battle to be won, you know, and we're continuing to win it. Yep. And it's if it's a defensive game, our pitching is going to step up. They're going to say, all right, they're not going to get a run on us this game. If it's a, you know, if we need to take out our bats, we can, you know, we can definitely win that way as well. Ryan Anderson is switching into this Friday role, and he has been killing it. Um, 2-0 on the season. We look t- for him to continue to keep pitching amazing. I mean, 7 innings no hit, 11 strikeouts. This kid was on fire. So it's, you know, it's great to see our pitching come alive along with, you know, later as we'll talk about, our bats coming alive as well with the next couple games, but it's nice to see that we were in a pitching battle and we we're in a tight game and we were able to come out with the win.
1: Yeah, and we mentioned this Shane Gustafson came in two innings of clutch relief. Mm-hmm. Uh, only with the run run lead got the save. He allowed two hits though. so couldn't complete the no-hitter but moving on to game two of the weekend Nevada did get the five to three win this was a big inning where five between the two teams five runs were scored in the first Nevada didn't score a run past the second inning but we still got the win uh freshman Owen Shartz had a little bit of a shaky start but he managed to go five and two-thirds uh only allowed three hits struck out three uh but he got a second win of his career but also big games from uh Joshua Zamora went two for five. Uh, uh, Wyatt Tilly had uh, one for three, but he also had two runs, which were crucial. Uh, Dylan Shrum and Caleb Foster each drove in two two RBIs. So it's great to see that the Wolfpack can win games where it's one nothing, or they put up a lot of runs.
0: Right. That's exactly. That's exactly it. Because you know that means that both um, areas on the field are clicking, and we're able to win either way. Owen Shartz, even though he had uh, he gave up three runs, I mean, still got the win. He's two and zero on the season. Young freshman who is proving himself to be, you know, that second that second man up for the team already as a freshman, which is incredible. Um, and then Caleb Foster as a designated hitter. I mean, he. He's having a great season. He he hasn't really played much, but he's he's having a great season when he is in there. You know, two ribbies on this game. We have Dylan Trum, who you know we all know has been killing it as well. Killed it last year. Yep, two ribbies uh, this game. So um, and then you have Zamora, who you know, death taxes and Zamora on base basically is the is the slogan. He's he's getting on base almost every single game, getting hits every single game. It, it, this guy is amazing. So this. This baseball team has been clicking and I'm I think they're gonna continue to be clicking.
1: Yeah, you look at this team, uh you look at the hitters, um Weston Haddon, he's batting four fifty five, Josh Zamora, uh three seventy five, Caleb Foster three oh eight, Marco Valenzuela, two seventy eight. So you're getting really good productions out of these out of uh out of these guys. In fi- in four games, Caleb Foster has driven in seven runs. Yeah, that's yeah. So yeah, moving on to the third game of the of the weekend, Nevada did get the three to two win. Uh, drove in two runs in the sixth inning, but then uh, then the Long Beach State got one in the ninth. But great to see that um, Tyler Smith he pitched four and two thirds, uh, didn't get the decision. Josh Congress came in got the got the win. Uh, Bradley Bonifant got the save. It's Good to see that the Wolfpack uh, did a good job. They only allowed six hits. But again, you meant they didn't have as many chances to they left six runners on base. Uh as you mentioned, you'd like to see that be lower. Uh Josh Zamora had two RBIs. Uh he he singled he singled through the left side, drove in those two runs. So good to see that Zamora the those the key players are performing.
0: Oh yeah, they're they're performing and they're you know, they're performing uh, at a high level. The pitching was great. Uh Tyler Smith like only giving up three hits is amazing you know Josh Congress like we said got the W this is a team that's not only just hitting the ball well they're pitching incredibly well as well and so that's something to keep you know your eye on is how good can this team really get because they are looking like they're um, clicking on all cylinders right now but like like we said if we are truly nitpicking which is kind of our job here we they need to get better um, leaving people on the base pass that's just, you know, the small one thing that we can kind of take away is they're leaving a little bit of – they're leaving too many people on base. And if we, you know, knock in those runs, we're going to start seeing our baseball team truly blow out teams.
1: Yeah, as you mentioned, this is a team that we, we could see uh, be the top yeah. top 25. Uh, we mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Nevada's first 16 games were on the road. That has now changed due to weather conditions. Uh, Nevada has its first home game this weekend. Um, nice. So Nevada does face uh, Washington State, a Pac-12 team that's not not that great. They're two and six on the year, but hopefully, uh, hopefully the weather conditions can be nice. It's going to be a nice day at Pacelli Park. Thursday, Friday, Saturday games, all one o'clock. Uh, all one o'clock starts. So be there, come out, support the baseball team. Uh, we'll be there a couple of the games. I'm not sure which games, but we'll be there. Um, yep. I think this is a good chance. Nevada could get another sweep of the series to put them at nine and one, uh, and I think that this team can set up so that it's one of the top teams in the Mountain West.
0: I agree with uh, with these wins. I which I do think they're going to win. I, I say they make, I say they take two out of three. Um, a sweep would be incredible, though. I just think this team after after the games that they've been playing and eventually after Washington State I think this is a baseball team that should be ranked nationally ranked this is a team that should get national recognition because they're playing some incredible uh, baseball right now you look at uh, Washington State they just split the series with Santa Clara who is a all right baseball team Um, but it's you know Washington State's not the type of team where we can just kind of say yeah we're just going to show up and immediately blow them out they're a Pac-12 school they're You know they're they're a good baseball team, so it'll be interesting. But I, you know, Pacoli, it's good that we're playing at Pacoli Park because we're gonna get those fans, we're gonna get that home atmosphere, and I think um, I think the Wolfpack win two out of three, but with the chance of uh, sweeping them.
1: This is a Wolfpack team that is currently first place in the Mountain West. They're six and one. They have a half game lead over Fresno State, so it's great to see. Um, And it it seems like the top of the Mountain West baseball is going to be competitive this year. You have um you have what is it five teams with five or more wins uh granted there's only seven teams in the in the league uh but i do think that this baseball team can do well uh do well have a very successful weekend and i think if we come out have a very successful weekend this weekend there's that opportunity to be to be ranked or receive some other votes uh in the top 25 but moving on to uh, softball. Softball had a very good weekend, as we mentioned, in the Libby-Matson tournament. Offense was good um, in three of the games. Nevada did. Uh, we proved to 6-5 on the year. Uh, lost to Oregon State 5-1. Beat Cal Baptist 6-2. Beat uh, Cal Baptist again 10-4. And then beat uh, Pacific 10 nothing.
0: Yeah, this is a team that's when their bats are alive they're hitting the ball really well. It's just we see these couple games where they seem like they can't really get their bats going and their pitching is letting up a lot of a lot of bats, a lot of hits and a lot of runs. Um but yeah, I I think Julia Jensen who, you know, is their kind of lead lead pitcher right now is doing great. She's um she has a 3.6 ERA, but I think that uh this team has a lot of room for improvement, but at the same time I think they're going to be a uh a Force to be reckoned with, uh, once the Mountain West starts,
1: yeah. What's I want to highlight a couple of the games. The first one, uh, second game against Cal Baptist, uh, 10 to 4. Uh, Kenzie Goins drove in four RBIs, uh, went three for four, uh, from the plate. Great game, including a home run. But Sierra Mello went five for five from the plate. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, Nevada did a very good job, not limiting, limiting the uh, Cal Baptist uh, opportunities only allowing 5 hits on the day. Yep. It's great to see pack pack the ball 14 times. Got it to a to fast start th- uh, was up 4 to 1 at one point and then the run started uh, happening. Looking at that uh the last game of the tournament when they beat uh Pacific uh 10 nothing. It was a uh, mercy in the 5th. Uh they only allowed two hits. They got 10 ru- uh, 10 runs on 10 hits. So it's great to see uh Haley Bird, I went 2-for-2 two two from the plate. Uh, Lauren Gutierrez went 2-for-2 two two from the plate. Uh, Dallas Millwood drove in three runs. So it's great to see, uh, including a three-run home run from Millwood. So it's great to see that the offense put together games like this, and it will be interesting to see games like this and then games like Oregon State where they only managed to score one run or games earlier in the year where they struggle on offense.
0: Right. That was exactly what I was about to say was, let's see how consistent this team can be because we know how well they can play. They they can play very well. They can hang with teams, and they can, you know, when their bats are clicking, they're clicking, and they're getting a lot of hits. But at the same time, like you said, we see games against Oregon State and other teams where it's where it's like they seem like they're not really ready to play, and they're bats, and, you know, they just don't come alive, whatever it may be. But this is a team that I think can go, that can really compete with the top teams in the Mountain West. I think we have a great history and uh i think we have a good solid foundation to build off of
1: yeah this is a nevada team that's currently third to last in the mountain west based on record granted no conference games have been played but i do think that through conference game we can see nevada if they do well separate themselves look what the baseball team did last year struggled in non-conference had an amazing had an amazing uh conference play, but looking at this weekend, they traveled to Fayetteville, Arkansas to face off in the Woo Pig Classic. They got five games this weekend, so uh, winning three out of five would be great. Winning four would be even better. Five would be amazing. Right? Uh, they got two games on Friday, Northwestern State and at University of Arkansas. Two games Saturday, uh, University of Nebraska at Omaha and Boston University, and then Sunday they got one game against Northwestern State, so hopefully... They get they get some dubs,
0: right? And this is a, you know, this is a, this is gonna be a hard stretch of games. I I do think they can take four out of five. That univ that uh, Arkansas game is gonna be a hard hard game. They're a really good softball uh, school, but I I do think we can get four out of five on this, which would be incredible for uh, the softball team to win four out of five in this Wood Pig Classic. But yeah, I think this is a team that uh, in the non conference can. Can continue to compete, but once the conference play starts, I think they're going to kick into another level.
1: Actually, I'm kind of scared of this Arkansas team. Yeah, uh, Danielle Gibson hit the home run cycle yep. over the weekend. Yep, that, yep. That I'm, was, I'm terrified.
0: That was all over Sports Center. So I, th- I think they're nationally ranked too. So this is this is going to be a. Ter- I mean, at terrified. Least, at least a good game to see what we can do Hopefully. against the top. Uh, Top performers in the country.
1: But with that being said, we are wrapping up today's show. Make sure to come out and support Wolfpack baseball, women's basketball, basketball. Uh got a bunch of games this weekend. Shut and uh any final thoughts?
0: Nope, go pack.
1: All right. Final thought from uh me. Shout out to swimming, finished second place in the Man West Tournament.